Hello and welcome to night number 13 of 31 Nights of Frights. Year 4, the Stephen King of Horror. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Night 13 brings us to somewhat familiar territory as far as Stephen King stories go. I guess its closest sibling would be The Shining. Even then, to say that they are close in nature would be a disservice to both The Shining and this one. It just so happens that both of these take place in hotels. That, however, really is where the similarities end. To be honest, I'm probably getting a little bit ahead of myself, so we'll revisit that later. Let's go ahead and announce the movie. Starring John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson, this is the 2007 Michael Hafstrom directed 1408. John Cusack stars as Mike Enslin, who is an author who writes books about famous paranormal events at different hotels across the country. It just so turns out he hears about room 1408 at the high-end luxury hotel called the Dolphin Hotel. Mike wants to go and stay the night to debunk all the myths and legends about this 1408 and proceeds to ignore any and every warning from the hotel manager Gerald Olin who is played by Samuel L. Jackson. He tries to warn Mike Enslin about it because nobody has ever survived their stay at room 1408. First things first on this, I am not too aware of the original short story for 1408. I don't know if this is a true interpretation or not, but since we're not really comparing to the story, then it's all good. I saw this film back in 2007 when it was originally released and it came as a big surprise. I wasn't expecting it to actually be good. This was when I feel Stephen King films were starting to make a turnaround as far as their quality and also they seem to improve with critical and audience reception. In my opinion, I feel 1408 definitely deserves more recognition from audiences. Right now it's sitting at a 6.8 on IMDb. I feel it should be at least in the 7s. This one for me is up there with The Mist as far as being a really good movie and this one did hit pretty well as far as critical response. I honestly love the casting in this movie. I think John Cusack, I think he's great. He gives a very multi-layered performance. It is kind of strange because I was thinking the whole way through that if John Cusack wouldn't have been in this movie, who else could I see in the role of Mike Enslin? And it's gonna sound strange, but I really think Nicolas Cage would have done a great job in this movie. I think he would have done the equal parts over the top, and a lot of the parts that required a dramatic response from the actor due to what's happening on screen. I think Nicolas Cage would have carried the movie well. And I said about it to Nicole and she said, you know what, I could actually see that. But either way, the emotional weight that is carried by John Cusack in the film, he does a fantastic job. I've never been truly impressed with his dramatic acting. But this movie really did prove that he is a very good dramatic actor. There was never one part in the movie that I didn't question his commitment to what was happening on screen. This is an emotionally heavy horror film. We get a lot of those psychological horror moments, 
but we also have a character who is dealing with the loss of a child. So we as the audience, we really feel for the guy. The other bit of casting that was near perfect is Samuel L. Jackson. He's awesome in just about anything he does. I'll watch almost any movie with him in. Even in Sam Jackson's limited role, the banter between him and John Cusack early on when he's trying to convince Mike Enslin to not stay in 1408, they have definite chemistry and they really make that scene fun. That's really my only complaint. We didn't get enough Sam Jackson in this film. He does show up a little while later and again, it's a fun moment to really add to the psychological horror of what's going on. It just would have been nice to see him have a little bit more to do in the film. But this wasn't the hotel manager's story, this was Mike Enslin's story, so I can understand that. The movie takes place primarily in a hotel room. The Almost the entire film is in this room. So I guess I can let that slide that Sam Jackson had limited things to do here. One thing that I absolutely love about 1408 is the fact that this is a straight up fun haunted house movie, or in this case, a haunted hotel room. We get the nice little subtle scares with maybe unexpected things such as the classic Carpenter's song, We've Only Just Begun, to excellent jump scare effectiveness. I kind of like that when you have a happy poppy song like that and they use something happy to kind of creep you out or to scare you. It's an excellent choice because it's also kind of funny in a way, such as We've Only Just Begun. So we know that there's going to be more stuff going down as the movie goes on. Another great thing about 1408 is that the movie doesn't make us wait for any of the creepy moments and fun to start. This movie has a lot of fun moments. I really liked one scene where we see a mirror image of John Cusack in the room in the building directly from his window. It's a super fun moment, especially since it appears the mirror image is a younger self. You also get cracked bleeding walls, ghosts that look like images from a TV. These are all nice creepy moments throughout the movie. So earlier I said about there being some heavy moments, and there definitely is. I like that the movie is very unconventional with the way it tells Mike Enslin's backstory. We see a man who's broken because of the loss of his child. He lost his wife in the process. It seems like it was him that wasn't able to actually move on. So his touch with the paranormal and death here in the film, it would allow his character to move on even if it feels like something impossible that people can actually move on from. We even get a false ending in the movie, which generally I don't care for, but I really did like it here. You got to see that Mike made it out and his wife was actually there at the hospital bed, almost like it was all just a dream. If they would have went with this ending, it would have felt like a cheat. It can't be that easy, especially when the spirits of this room are torturing him, trying to drive him insane or even more insane than what he already is. It is cool though because this false ending, this dream ending, I like that we got to see other people that were present in 1408 before that. So it adds to the little weird happenings that are going on throughout the movie. I have to say this movie is pure class. It's a very classy horror film. In that way, you could think that it is 
in the same realm as The Shining, even though The Shining tried to show you more disturbing moments. I could maybe see where the director, Michael Hafstrom, where he was trying to echo what Stanley Kubrick was doing, but we're not shown a whole bunch of disturbing things here. Even if you could do a comparison between the characters of Mike Enslin and Jack Torrance, who was played by Jack Nicholson in The Shining, where Mike Enslin wasn't about to give up, he wasn't about to let his past, his guilt, the spirits, he wasn't about to let them win. Where Jack Torrance, being an alcoholic, he was far more susceptible to the spirits that were there at the Overlook Hotel. So I guess I could understand some of the comparisons between the two because they're both psychological horror films. It's just they're really different, even if they are slightly similar in concept, I guess. So if you haven't seen 1408 or if you haven't seen it in a while, I think it's high time that you revisit it. It is a great movie. It's a good Stephen King movie. And with me not seeing it really since it came out, it was a welcome surprise to revisit this one. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you need to catch up on some past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. You can catch up on past years of 31 Nights of Frights or catch up on my podcast, Adam Analyzes, as I release new episodes weekly every Friday. If you don't do the whole social media thing, you can reach out to me at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. Or if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as create new content. Plus, I love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind and good night. I'll see you back here tomorrow for night number 14.